Hey, I'm Andy Weir, author of Project Hail Mary, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. There once was a tiny little one. A tiny little one went to San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> rhymes. And we're thinking outside the long box. We're going to watch trailers and talk about things that happened in San Diego. <laughs> what happens in San Diego doesn't stay in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, yeah, so uh, nothing too concrete on this episode, uh, uh, kind of back to the old live version. Um, it's been a couple of weeks now since I've been back from San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, the first time I've ever gone by myself, <clears throat> which I will tell you is a lot of work. <laughs> it's. I told Alicia while I was there, I was like, man, like, <clears throat> G- Gabe wasn't the most, like, excited or like you know how Gabe is he's not we like Gabe there's nothing wrong with him but I mean he's he gets very excited over very little things and so like but in the time where there's two of you you could share that excitement and that energy level with each other where if you're just one person and you're doing 10 hours worth of walking and talking and work like it's exhausting sure yeah, so this is the first one I've ever done by myself. Um, I think we'd done three previous to this together, and then I've done, I think, six or seven in total. Um, I love San Diego Comic-Con. It's it's huge, um, and it's not like any other Comic-Con that most people have been to. Most of your Comic-Cons <clears throat> are self-contained within whatever building you're in, whereas... San Diego Comic-Con encompasses the convention center. It encompasses both hotels to its left and its right. And probably like half a mile around the whole convention center is doing something San Diego Comic-Con related. There's parties every fucking night. There's boat parties. There's all kinds of different things that are happening that just revolve around this one show, which is really, really cool. Um, but yeah, first time this, this first time ever I've done it by myself uh, trying to cover it. Um, and I, we, we didn't get to do a ton of stuff, which was good because it it would have been much more overwhelming. Um, but a couple of Orville roundtable interviews, a couple of press conferences. Um, I got to do a couple of, um, they, what do they call them now? I forget now that I'm not there, but they do like everything outside of the convention center. You don't need a ticket for, um, you just, it's just there. You just go do it. You have fun. What like the HBO max ha- or not HBO max, uh, the game of Thrones prequel had a thing out there. The gray man had a thing out there that you went and did. Um, all of the NBC shows had a little setup that you wouldn't and experience. There was a ton of stuff outside of the convention center. You could probably occupy yourself for a couple of days with, um, so so it's pretty cool. We got to do a lot of that stuff. I wrote and did a bunch of stuff while I was actually at the con. Um, and then w- probably by the time this airs, uh, hopefully everything will be out. But uh, both press conferences and both roundtables with the Orville should be out by this point. Um, so <clears throat> I know we were going to talk a little bit about trailers and stuff. But just my overall experience of the Comic-Con is uh, pretty cool. I, I, en- I, I love it. I enjoy it. I love the feel. I love the atmosphere. It never feels inefficient like you like lines and shit here for for denver comic-con seem really slow and they seem really odd 
Like we uh, we went to Denver Comic Con, uh, and you got your ticket, you got your pass, yeah. and then you had to download an app in order to get actually get into the building because you, you had to like activate your pass. Yeah. yeah, and so there's a giant bottleneck in between getting your pass and in between getting into the convention because oh, there's no internet. <laughs> And so, it's like you need the internet and you don't got it. <laughs> San Diego Comic Con mails out every U.S. pass yeah. beforehand, <clears throat> and it has an RFID on it, just like it did at Denver. But you literally do nothing. There's literally no lines. Yeah, I saw it on the internet. Like you just walk and like beep it or something. Yeah, there's no lines though. You literally there's like 20 entrances, and yeah. you literally all stand in a group. And there's no lines. There's no nothing. That's good. They that's open my... the doors and you walk in. <laughs> That's the one experience I don't like at these smaller Comic Cons is when you're like in a line that basically is like fucking four blocks long. <laughs> like just hurtling through, like trying to like fucking get through masses of people. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just fucking obnoxious. Like, it's because they only, like at Denver, they only allow you to go in, I think, two doors. Yeah. And literally, the whole front of the convention center is like fifteen or twenty entrances, which is weird because it's like, buddy, you're breaking everything. I know that's my bag's open and upside down. <laughs> uh, it's weird to me too because it's like you rented the facility, right? Like when you rented the facility, they didn't give you the option to use multiple doors. <laughs> In the past, for Denver, our entrance for press was on the whole opposite end of the convention center. You wouldn't go in through the where everybody else is going in, and it wouldn't create this bottleneck. And that's what happens at this convention because they only you're literally only allowed to go in through one spot, and it just creates a huge bottleneck. Where literally you just in you just walk in front of the convention center for San Diego, and even if you're at the back, you literally takes four minutes to get in. See, that would be awesome. You just show up, you go in, you fucking you're in the mix. Yep. Whereas, like, yeah, Denver felt like you go in, you fucking walk around this entire convention center, going be like, where the fuck can I enter? <laughs> Once you get there, you're like, ah, oh, I'm in a fucking four mile line now. <laughs> And even when you do get in, you still have to walk through the convention center and upstairs to get to where the con is. Well, then you got to go like get your pass, <laughs> and then that's a hassle. And then you said that like activating your pass is a hassle. And then yeah, then you got to fucking climb the stair of death like to get upstairs. <laughs> and then you're upstairs, and then there's like another line to get in the fucking part that has the convention shit. Yeah, it's like a 25 minute ordeal with press passes. Had we, I can't even, I, I don't think I'd even go with regular passes. Yeah, because we skipped the whole line with the yeah. press pass, essentially. Yeah, you still got to walk. That's the bullshit part about just walking through it takes half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like avoiding all the shit. <laughs> I can't imagine physically standing in that fucking line <laughs> actually dealing with it. <laughs> So at, at San Diego, you literally, like I said, the once I think it opened at nine, they open every single door and then everybody just walks in and the, con the convention is literally beyond the hallway. You just walk in and you're in the convention and you're there. Um, the, I think what helps, even though this convention garners quadruple the amount of people as our Comic-Con, is that <clears throat> you know if you're there for a certain thing that that's all you're doing. And that's really weird to say because, like, if you're there to buy Funko, you can't do anything else but rush to Funko and wait in line. If you're there to see panels, especially in Hall H, you're, you're standing in line all fucking day to do panels. They don't clear panel rooms. 
So if you want to see Marvel on Saturday night, you have to be in line on Friday night to get into Hall H, the very first panel, and you've got to stay there all day. They won't let you leave. You can go pee, I think, and then come back, and that's it. But you're in the panel room all fucking day. You don't get to experience the show at all. And so I think like it, it makes it so those people aren't bottlenecking anywhere else. Like If you're there for panels, that's all you do the whole time. And it's 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 intense, but it's cool. It seems very easy. It seems very simple. Um, even though it's the biggest convention I've ever been to, it doesn't feel like that as far as the small logistics stuff, like lines and all that other bullshit. Which is good, I think. Yeah, I I love San Diego Comic Con. It's a it's a cool, fun time. It's a good experience. We for the press badges, you you have to. A lot of the roundtables and interviews happen in one of the hotels adjacent to the convention center, and you have to go up to the top, and you literally see just a bunch of celebrities, just because that's what you. They won't let you up there if you don't have a press badge. So you just get to see and wander and see a bunch of cool shit and a bunch of cool people. It's a good time. That makes sense too. It's like there's actually something that the press badge allows for, right? Whereas some of these shows now, it's like, why is there a press badge? Yeah, and uh, it's sad to say, but Denver is fast becoming that way, where it doesn't really matter. San Diego, you literally get 200 emails before, like the last two weeks before the show. They're like, come do this, come do this, come do this, come watch this, come watch this screening. And you have, you have to mitigate like your time. You have to make sure you're using it well, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I mean the press badge for San Diego seems to do a lot more than anywhere else. I've heard New York is really good for that as well. Um, that's just one that I've never been able to get to yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was my experience. I loved it. It was exhausting being one man and one person trying to do all of it by yourself. Um, but otherwise, I really enjoy Comic-Con. Nice. <laughs> Seems legit. Um, but yeah, let's talk about a few of the trailers, the upcoming shit that's going on. Did you get a chance to watch any trailers there or no? Uh, so there's not a, like a... So they just release. So I didn't, again, like like yeah. Black Adam, he's in a Hall H panel. Like you're not getting yeah, in there yeah. unless you're camping out and you're doing that thing. So I didn't get to see any panels. That's the one thing that once you, once you start to become a little bit more like the Orville one, had I had time and I wasn't doing something else, I would have been able to get a pass. to. They would have given me a, a panel pass, so I wouldn't have had to wait in line. I would have just went to the panel, but I didn't have, I was doing something else at the time. Um, but once you get that clout, then you can just be like, hey, can I get a panel pass to the Black Adam? And then you'll be able to check it all out. But I didn't get to see any of that stuff. So I watched it all live as they were coming out. Very cool. Well, yeah, let's talk about Black Adam then real quick before since we're there. I'm excited for it. I'm too. It looks good. I I, I see I, a lot of people saying it don't look good, but it looks good to me. I think it looks cool as shit. Like you got Doctor, or you got Doctor Fate, you got Hawkman, you got the Justice Society of America. Yeah. Um. I don't. I didn't see any other ones. Are there any other ones? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there are. I don't. I just don't remember them from the com, from the preview. They're probably in there. But yeah, I mean, it looks good to me. Like. So the shot of Hawkman jumping up and Black Adam just essentially just waiting for him and fucking choking him and then bitch slapping him. Yeah. Like, it was the, one of the coolest parts of that fucking trailer. I was super stoked to see it. Um, Black Adam, Hawkman, <clears throat> Adam Smasher, um, Isis, um, Sabak, Sabak, S-A-B-B-A-C, um, 
Cyclone, Doctor Fate. Um, those are those are the people. Um, it says James Kusadi Moyer, Muhammad Amer, and Uli Latukefu have been cast in undisclosed roles. So maybe we'll get a few more people. Um, and then Amanda Waller is rep- is reprising her role as Viola Davis. So <clears throat> yeah, you get a full Justice Society of America. It, it seems like. Well, that's cool. Uh, also, I think just The Rock's a great actor. He physically is very big. He definitely um, looks like a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> you get the sense that he could smack some people around. <laughs> and it just everybody, I think, looks cool in the in the trailer. Like, Hawkman, I think, is a very, could have been a very disastrous portrayal. <laughs> I mean, he's a Hawkman. <laughs> and it could have looked real shitty, but it looks pretty cool, I think. Like, I don't know much else to say about it. I liked Shazam, the first movie, so... Uh, Black Adam's very like Shazam centric as far as storyline goes. And I was gonna say I don't know much about the comic book version of of Black Adam. They I fight said, each other a lot. That's the only thing that I know. Black Adam's kind of just like a, a bad Shazam, but he's not bad bad. Well, and some of the three comics it's like I've a read, Punisher. He is bad, but like maybe he, they're they're clearly treating him like an antihero in this movie, yeah. where he's like a hero but he'll kill people. <laughs> I, the Punisher, in my opinion, I don't even think anti-hero. He's not really a hero at all. No, yeah. The Punisher's just a bad guy that kills bad guys. <laughs> Wouldn't that make him a hero? I mean, he doesn't kill good guys. That's just up to inter- your personal interpretation sure. of what he's okay. doing. All right. But he's in no way, shape, or form trying to be a hero. He's like, his initial motives are like, you killed my family, I kill you. And then after that, it's just your bad guys that killed somebody's family, so I kill you. You know, it's just like... It's just, you know, it's the end of Toretto's arc. You know? <laughs> He's gone full dark side. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a spectacular movie crossover? The last Fast. Would it? The, Would last, it? the last Fast and the Furious movie ends with Toretto just becoming the fucking Punisher. He's like, they took my fame. <laughs> That'd be fucking awful. Now, now you get the the guns. Go check out. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, go <laughs> go check out the 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 trailer for sure. Pierce Brosnan kind of narrates the whole trailer, and it he he has one of those voices. I feel like just is that's he's good at that. Like he can, I could listen to him narrate shit. He has, he has an iconic voice, yeah. and he is the Spectre. <laughs> Or, sorry, Dr. He's Fate. Dr. Fate. He's not the Spectre. The Spectre's not in this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one. Um, the new Shazam trailer as well came out. Yes. Which, I like the first Shazam. The trailer is a little meh to me. <laughs> Hopefully it outdoes the trailer. Fury of the Gods. Yeah. Comes out December 21st, 2022. I didn't look, but I think uh, Black Adam comes out in October, I think. Um, this one's hard because I don't, like I said, I, I was a fan of the first Shazam, but I didn't, I didn't love it in the sense, like, I, hard, it's hard for me to even remember what's going on in this fucking trailer. Like, I don't really, it, yeah. it's, not, it's not super memorable to me. Well, they turned Shazam in the first movie into like the Power Rangers. Like they became like a team of Shazams, the the the, the Sham Squad. 
Not the Shazam Squad, just the yeah, Sham the Squad. Sham Squad. Sham Wow. Sham. Shamamazama. Shamsa. So, uh, this is a sequel, obviously, to the first one. Film, family of teenage years led by Billy Batson fight the daughters of Atlas. Uh, again, like I'm sure I'll watch it. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's, Shazam for some reason just doesn't like it's not super memorable to me. No, it wasn't the best comic book movie to me. Though the first Shazam was like a high C, it's like a seventy-eight, maybe. Like it was still good. I still I still enjoyed it, uh, but it was like you said, it was just kind of bland. Yeah. And then the second movie. I don't know the trailer's kind of bland too, so I'm not like <laughs> I'm not super stoked for it, but I'm interested enough to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we're gonna watch it, I think, no matter what. And hopefully, there's some kind of like crossover, at least you know, like even if it's fast, that's gonna lead us into like Shazam and Black Adam in a movie together. That so I don't know that the plan is for that in this movie, but the plan. From what I know, was that eventually they'll have some kind of crossover. Yeah, they have to. Um, you're telling, you're setting up like two characters that are very relevant to each other, um, and they're happening simultaneously. <laughs> so, I mean, it can't not happen <laughs> unless you're Marvel and you just don't want Spider-Man to eat Venom ever. <laughs> Probably the biggest, I would say. Maybe because of the heartstrings that it pulls on, the yeah. biggest trailer was probably the Black Panther trailer. I, I think without question, it's the biggest the yeah. biggest trailer, and it is fucking emotional. Man. Very. I teared up for sure watching it. Um, hey, also like the Submariner is one of my favorite comic book characters, if not my favorite comic book character, and I can legitimately say that he always has been. And <laughs> anyone who knows me knows that. <laughs> bunch of fucking half bandwagon fans out there <laughs> i would say that too because literally everybody it was rare as fuck what i mean anyone that would even be like uh, you know name or can be cool like every time i met anyone who liked comics was always like why do you like submarines fuck he fucking sucks like he's shit which i've never understood but that's what i've gotten like every time i've talked to anyone <laughs> about him Literally, I can't remember a single time where I was like, I like Namor. And they're like, yeah, I kind of like Namor. It's like, I like Namor. And Namor's like, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking sucks. I'm like, all right. Well, seems just like Aquaman to me. Aquaman stole you. <laughs> and I'm more of a DC fan than a Marvel fan when it comes to comics. Sure. By a large margin. Um, but Namor came first, and he's in Marvel. And Aquaman is definitely a cheaper ripoff of him, in my opinion. <laughs> So, uh, we obviously get uh, the the villain. We get a shot of the villain for the first time. And uh, I don't know that there's much been told. Yeah, what do you mean? I don't think Namor's the villain in this movie. You don't think? So, I think the, the plot of this movie is going to be a Wakanda-Atlantis war. But I think that this is propagated by some third party that's not in this Probably. Movie. I agree with that. I can I agree think, with that. I think it's either a Doctor Doom setup or it's the rest of the world's uh, governments trying to get like vibranium and like creating this war. That's the vibe I got was that like 
America or somebody else was trying to steal um, Atlantis's vibranium and and blames it on Wakanda. Somehow gets this this war to happen. I think very likely by the end of this movie they will not be at war with each other. And it'll be like directionally something else. You think but they'll be yeah. friends? Yes. That is my prediction for this movie. I don't think I don't think that Namor is like the villain of the movie. I think just the I think the preview set that up. Right. And I, there will be lots of fighting with him obviously and the other Atlanteans. Which I so and so far in just the previews the Atlanteans, Atlantis, Namor, I think it's done way cooler than Aquaman. It's done in DC. Um, not that Jason Momoa is not a badass Aquaman. He is. But, like, Atlantis sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and the Atlanteans just look like people that suck. <laughs> Whereas, like, I think this movie is very tastefully done where, like, Atlantis just looks like the Mayans. Or, you know, that's what they're saying. Like, just kept existing underground right. and developed at their own pace where it's like these are like these are like almost futuristic tech Indian Native Americans right. you know and they look badass they're like blue they got like all their fucking headdresses on and yeah. shit they look like they can fucking fight like which is cool as fuck it seems very like it doesn't see like Atlantis in, in Aquaman seemed very futuristic very like royalty gold everywhere it's this seems very more like if you just took something mayan and you just put it underground which is exactly what they did with wakanda which was like wakanda was just like what if an african nature you know evolved on its own without european like influence really you know like they have future tech they're technically the most powerful country in the world um but it's a very African feel still. Like they stay true to like, you know, African people, like, and how they might evolve on their own. And like, I feel like you get the, at least visually the same thing from the Mayan look, um, or Aztec look or whatever it's based on, um, for Atlantis, which is cool as shit to me. Like, so the whole, aside from introducing Namor, the whole trailer is essentially like, uh, it feels like an ode to to Black Panther. It fe- feels like an ode to him. Yeah, you get which is you get a scene that is clearly his funeral or some kind of like celebration. Right. Um, you get the impact that like his death has had on like the mother type figure. Um, What's his mother? Well, yeah, movie. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> Which makes me think that something happens to Shuri as well. I don't think she dies or anything, but like maybe she gets like kidnapped or something. I doubt they're gonna murder her. Um, so Michael B. Jordan is supposed to reprise his role somehow in this movie. Well, so he's he's resurrected in the comic books after he's oh, killed. Yeah. So I wouldn't doubt if they re- if he's resurrected and he's the new Black Panther. So there is a shot of of a new Black Panther at the very end of the trailer in what looks like a gold suit. A golden black suit. I think that the logical progression should be to get there. But I think it is kind of a disservice if Shuri doesn't get to be the Black Panther for a small stint, at least. Um, You have Riri Williams in there, too. So you're going to see Ironheart, Ironheart. probably. Yep. The first iteration of Ironheart, at least. Where she, like, Tony Stark's together a suit, you know. In a cave. (laughs) (laughs) With scraps. (laughs) 
Vibranium scraps. That's scraps. <laughs> so this movie comes out November 11th of this year. Yeah, um, this is the comic book movie that I'm the most stoked about. Me too. Watching. Um, we were going to talk about some Walking Dead stuff, but I, I feel like... I guess, yeah, I was going to watch those this morning, then I woke up late, and like... So... I love The Walking Dead. We'll start there, and... I'm excited that they're wrapping up the main show because I feel like they've been phoning it in for a little while. Um, the last couple episodes I have liked of Me The too. Walking Dead, but I feel like the last couple seasons before this second part of this last season, I feel like they were kind of just phoning in, like just like they were like entire filler seasons. Almost. <laughs> um, so the reason I brought it up is because I, I like you. I love The Walking Dead myself. I'm, I'm excited for both The Walking Dead to end because it, it, they said in the press conference it's going to wrap. It's not going to be because there's like four spinoffs coming from it, yeah. but it's not going to tell the story in order to to start those. It's going to stop itself and then go from there. Um, Tales of the Walking Dead is an anthology series. It's going to be one uh, six episodes that are completely different from each other, uh, and I'm super excited for that. Yeah, I like anthology series. We didn't watch those. I did. You didn't watch those, so I didn't want to spend a ton of time talking about it. So I wanted to move into Black Panther being the final movie in Phase Four of of Marvel's universe. <clears throat> so that's gonna that's gonna cap Phase Four, and they it, during Comic Con they made announcements for what the next phases would look like. Um, for right right now, Phase Five starts with Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, yeah. <clears throat> which is supposed to start the Kang kind of villain story arc. Um, that comes out in February of next year. Uh, I hope that movie gets like real attention. I feel like the, the Ant-Man movies have kind of been like just medium of the row received, right. but they're both very good. I think they were both good. It, the so, first one's in my top five too, to be honest with you. It hasn't leaked as far as I know, but the, the trailer or the footage that they showed during the con was supposed to be really, really good. Um, and aside from the Kang we saw in Loki, like this Kang is supposed to be Kang Kang um, that's in this movie. So <clears throat> the the poster I mean, looks really cool. He was Kang Kang in the other movie too, but, but he was just chilling yeah. behind a desk. Like, Kang can beat your ass. Uh, then it's Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which we assume is the final chapter of that of that story. Well, Batista's done. So. Yeah. And yeah. so is, I think so is James Gunn. I think this is his last one too. I wouldn't doubt it. There's been a lot of drama over it. And, I mean, the first Guardians of the Galaxy is in my top five, too. So. Yeah, great movie. Um, then the Marvels. So I'm half excited about that and that, half not excited. That's the weird one. <laughs> that's where they start like going off the rails to me. Miss Marvel was really good, though. Like I'm excited to see what her story develops into. Captain Marvel? No, Miss Marvel, the TV show. Oh, so the TV show I haven't watched. Um, I will. I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah, you have. We talked about it. Miss Marvel? Yeah. No, the one with the kid? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. We talked about it. You have watched it. No, I haven't. You, we, we, I know we've discussed talking about no, it. No, we talked about it for sure. The one on Disney? Yeah. I, definitely, I think we talked about the first three or four episodes. I definitely have not watched the show. <laughs> I'll have to look back because I'm pretty sure we talked yeah, about it. I know I haven't watched it because I've thought about starting. Um, but the, I'm excited for – I really enjoyed the show. So I'm actually excited for her. I'm just not – I've never been super interested in Captain Marvel. Like even the that movie was just okay. It wasn't It wasn't awful for me. It was just okay. But you'll get uh, Captain Marvel, you'll get Miss Marvel, and you'll get Monica Rambeau. The, all three of them will be in this in the Marvels. 
<clears throat> I think I didn't love the movie, honestly, because I don't feel like Brie Larson, is that her name? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like she loved being in the movie. I got very, like, meh vibes from her, even, like, on the press stuff beforehand and, like, during the movie. It just felt like she was just phoning it in. Like, <laughs> it felt like they gave her some wheelbarrows of money and she's like, I'm on Captain Marvel. <laughs> Which I, I can respect from an actor standpoint of view because I don't believe all these other actors where they're like, I've been a giant comic book fan my whole life. I'm like, you can't all have been giant comic book fans. <laughs> but... Um, so I do kind of respect the ones where they're like, I didn't know anything about comics, and then I'm now now I'm reading these ones. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's cool to me. Or or the like, I don't give a fuck about comic books. They just <laughs> they were like, here's three wheelbarrows full of money to be in this fucking movie. Some in this fucking movie. But it just like it came across though, like just like to me, she the seems Bat- very stiff. The Batman did the same thing to me. It came across like he didn't really give a shit about Batman. He's just making yeah, so a movie. Many people like that movie. Yeah, but I I feel like. All the people who said that movie are—is it still being discussed? I, I feel like there was that was—I feel like that Batman was all hype. So it's still being discussed in the sense of everything that's going on at uh, at um, at that company. Um, what the fuck is it called now? They're they're merging. No, no, no. The parent company, um, Discovery and Warner Brothers, are merging, and so. It's being discussed in the sense of it's one of the few movies that they thought was successful, oh, yeah. and it's it's because they've axed like fifty different yeah. DC projects at this point. That's the wheelbarrow's <laughs> full of money thing, though. It's like it, whether the movie was good or not, it made tons of fucking money. So it's like, yeah, they're gonna that's they're gonna put it on the shoulders of that. But do you remember when the Nolan trilogy was out? Like that movie was like I do. It was like Batman because was too young. I think was sick. And everybody continued to be like, this movie was dope as fuck. Let's get to the second one. Like, the second one's dope as fuck. Let's get to the third one. And now I feel like the Batman is, like, just done. In people's minds, it's just done. Like, it's... I don't hear nobody talking about, like, what's the next? And we got to get to the next Batman. (laughs) I feel like it was all hype. So, a a lot of it, uh, if I'm being honest, a lot of it, I think, has to do with the company. Like, it's just so... There's so many rotten things going on over there. It just seems... It's not rotten. Like, I just... I honestly feel like they have made a small handful of movies, and some were good and some weren't. No, I'm just talking about the... Not the movies. The company itself. Apparently, there's a new... They're merging together, and there's a new guy coming over, and he's like... I don't. We're, we've got a. So I was listening to Kevin Smith talk about it this morning. So I'm sure you've seen the controversy yeah. around Batgirl, um, just never seeing the light of day. So, or at least in its iteration right now. So it's Ke- not going Kevin there. Smith, that that movie yeah. that was created, the way he talked about it this morning is they they they're writing it off as a tax write off, um, and that because of that, because they're saying it'll never be seen again. They can't show it because they're using it to be like, okay, we're using that to, we've lost fifty million. We're getting twenty million back as a write-off, and it can't ever come out again, or else they have to pay all those taxes back again. Well, no, I feel like that, like what they shot and stuff won't. But when I say like that iteration of it, like I'm not, I'm saying like they might like use the same actress to go for, like just redo an entire new script and like I, I don't know what they're gonna do with that. But like, but yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Like if the movie isn't good i don't think dc can afford to release it because of the press but i don't feel like that press is necessarily 100 percent like warranted i feel like the marvel boom and the marvel fans base they're just not 
the same fan base for DC. And so, like, they're just basing too much of it on Marvel's success. But I was like, Marvel has released shit movies, too. And those movies... like 50 fucking movies, too. Yeah, it's like... And I, I don't even think the equation of, like, good to bad is that different from the DC ones that have been, like, well-received. Like, it's just there are so many more of them. Right. And so, to me, it's like, it just is what it is. You should listen to the 400th episode of Babylon. It's it's really good. It's interesting because he – so one of the things that I took away that was kind of – that seemed kind of sad about it was that <clears throat> he – Kevin Smith had said, as a director, you always had the fear that, like, you're making this giant movie – and that the company could always come out and say, you know what, it's not good enough. We're not putting yeah, it out I've in heard theaters. Him talk, I've heard him talk about something like this <laughs> We're just going to put it out straight to video. And he's like, now the big fear is, in anybody's mind, is that they're just never going to release it at all. And I thought that was really interesting. I thought that's a, like they, that whole fucking show got canceled. The show he was working on uh, for DC as an anthology series got canceled. Uh, obviously, the the Flash just got canceled. I think that just kind of was over time. Um, but there's well, a lot Ezra of Miller just keeps fucking up. No. No, 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 no. That's still going on, which makes no sense. I'm talking about the show. Um, but oh, well, the show had to wrap up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the new guy, apparently, that came in as an in charge of DC has said that they're not doing any more DC-centric shows um, and that they're only going to focus on theatrical releases, which I – That is I, such a weird – I don't like it. It's like – well, no, it's just like – It's weird. Something's been working for us. The other shit hasn't. Yeah. We're going to stop doing the shit that's working for us and the shit that hasn't. We're going to full bore. Apparently, HBO Max. I'm all about going full bore into the movies, though, of being like, let's turn the ship and just make good shit. Right. Because DC has more, in my opinion, has more compelling characters. Like, so they, they have more history. Yeah, yeah. They're just having – I feel like they've just been hiring people who don't give a shit about – what they're working on. So they were, he was working on an anthology series for DC uh, based off of IP that you haven't seen yet. So apparently they were doing uh, a few, I think it was like six or seven episodes. It's weird to cancel the Kevin Smith projects to me too, because he's one of the few people that I feel like if you have someone who loves the context they're working on, you're at least going to get like your fan return from it. So like, to me, that's just like a no brainer. It's like, Cancel the shit. Yeah, the Ezra Miller shit is bullshit. That Flash sucked anyway. And they're they're still putting it out, which makes no sense at this point. No, because that guy is a terrible human being, and he was a terrible Flash. Like, how do you even promote that movie at this point? You don't have a lead actor that's out there promoting the movie. <laughs> it just it's it's definitely going to lose money hands over fist. I mean, it just is what it is. And to me, like that's where I feel like you can't do for the if you're DC right now. Like you can't make. And to me, I don't think it's because you've made a ton of terrible movies. It's just your public eye, what's in the public eye. I feel like you can't afford to release a terrible movie. That's going to obviously lose money. Like, Yeah, James James Gunn had to come out and say, like, don't worry. Fucking uh, Peacemaker 2, season 2 is coming out still, I promise. <laughs> like, That's There what, was a yeah. lot of people, there was a lot of producers who had to come on and be like, yeah, we're, we're good. Like, it's That's fine. what I'm saying. Is like, a lot of shit's happening. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is like The first Suicide Squad's not, it's not great, it's not bad. The Suicide Squad 2, I think, was a huge success. Peacemaker was a huge success. Um, Doom Patrol was a success. Or, uh, sorry, I don't know why I'm going to Doom Patrol. but um, So you have those that says Wonder Woman 1 was a huge success. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 2 wasn't that well received, but it wasn't like dog shit received right. either. Aquaman was a huge success. Like the, the Whether you liked them or not, 
the Superman movies were successful mm-hmm. and Superman versus Batman was successful. Mm-hmm. And then so you get like – I feel like you have all these movies that are like doing just fine. And then you have a few like rotten eggs that people are like, oh, DC sucks. <laughs> it's like it doesn't suck. It's just <laughs> you had a couple Thor 2s in there and like Iron Man 3s and like so they're getting fine. They're getting rid of H. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, Daredevil sucks balls. The movie oh, yeah. is terrible. The movie was terrible. The show is phenomenal. Yes. <clears throat> um, they're getting rid of HBO Max. It's merging with uh, one of the other apps that Discovery has. That's what I'm saying. Like, HBO Max was putting out really good content. Yeah. And so it's just the Warner Bros. and Discovery are making – because you, DC doesn't make these decisions by themselves. Like, the parent company makes a lot of these yeah. decisions. So it's, they're making really odd – decisions and it seems almost like they just want to like eh, we'll put them out maybe when we want to we're never going to be marvel it is what it is at this point but so who knows how that fucking shit's going how we got way off i don't know um, but after the marvels uh blade finally had a release date of november of next year <clears throat> and i'm i'm very excited about that movie i cannot wait for that movie me neither i will go back to one other thing this is how i think like you Write that DC shift. I think you make a Green Lantern movie that is a carbon copy of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like you take all of the things that made Guardians of the Galaxy successful, including the fucking producers and shit and director, <laughs> if you want to. And you, well, write, James Gunn is already working with them anyway. Yeah, you so. write a crazy fun galactic movie and you release that, and then you start making these sub characters that nobody has thought about for a long time, like Hawkman and shit, and you start giving them like crazy fun movies. And you could totally start riding the ship. I think you the don't rock- start with Superman yeah, and yeah. you don't start with fucking Batman because <laughs> they've been done to death. I think The Rock could be a great restarting point from here. Yes. Because I, I think that he just wants to make, a, in service of his fans, like when he talks, you, it seems, I don't know the man, but it seems like he really cares. And so in service of the fans and his passion, like it feels like he would be the right guy to be like, this is where we're fucking restarting everything. And the Watchmen, dude. Watchmen was sick as fuck. <laughs> I think you tell, like, you you get fucking, const- you make a Constantine Swamp Thing horror movie that's just rated R and like full bore. Like, I think you just go after movies like in that right direction. And because I feel like that's where DC's main hangup is, is they're just like trying to beat the Superman Batman thing into the ground. And you were doing Superman fine. Like, you were spending $150 million, making $300 million. That's a fine fucking margin. Like, who gives a shit? And the guy was a good Superman, and yeah. the movies were good. Like I thought, they weren't great; they were good. I think he makes a good Superman, yeah. for sure. So you just keep doing what you want there, and you just start doing the other shit, and you stop doing the Ezra Miller shit, like <laughs> the, the Bat Flack and the, the fucking. Ma- I, that, that's where they. I talked about this originally when it happened. Is they they jumped right to too many too many things overlapping with each other right away instead of if if you're going to start with a superman and batman story just tell those stories and then we know as fans okay later they're going to cross over later something's going to happen i don't need that to happen within the first movie and a half because it's too fast it's too forced at that point you know and so it and just you can didn't, do crazy didn't right. you can do crazy shit too like you yeah. can have like so there's little known dc pro like characters too like the sh- like sh- there's a character called the shadow. It's Batman's inspiration in the comic books. You can have a shadow TV show and it's easy as fuck to make. Cause he's just a guy with guns. 
He's like a vigilante with gun. He's like a Punisher. He's like a, essentially the first Punisher right. character. Like it's an easy TV show to fucking make. You can lead that into Batman shit. Then you can Mar- uh, Martian Manhunter like premieres in Batman as well. You can have Martian Manhunter shit. So like you could use Batman to like launch these other titles because you evidently you can make the most dog trash Batman movie ever and it's gonna make a billion dollars. So. <laughs> Like, you just fucking make the Batman movies and have them launch all these other characters. The anthology series that Kevin Smith was working on, he was going to, him and his team were going to make a Jimmy Olsen show and a Bizarro show separately. Like, those were two different shows. Um, he talked about a, somebody else was making a Dead Man show. Um, and I think there were. I think there were three or four other characters that I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I like that idea because DC, I'm sure Marvel does too, but DC seems to have a lot of characters, like you said, that they don't get any attention because of Superman and Batman and the Justice League. And like, they have that's what you see all the time. Long histories, like with cool storylines. So, like to me, it makes no sense. We're just like, let's just keep. Showing Batman's parents getting murdered every two years. <laughs> like, it's, I'm tired of it. Tired of Spider-Man's fucking Uncle Ben dying. So, back to that. Um, after Blade, Captain America, New World Order, finally got a... Uh, it was finally cemented that uh, he would be taking over the Captain... I mean, obviously he had his own show. Falcon would be... But this is like... Whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier was like him deciding what he was doing and kind of getting over his emotion. This is a Captain America movie. Um, so, they should bring Adam... They should make the Adam Legend movie, I think. Those movies. I don't Did you ever read those? Uh-uh. So... Um, or Adam... Is it Adam Legend or Adam Marvel? Remember, essentially, he's the first black superhero, but he's not actually the first black superhero. But they like retrograde tell his story, hmm. and he's he was like a masked superhero that's fighting an insanely powerful guy, and like gets unmasked during the battle during like the civil rights movement, hmm. and the government like steps in and is like, "Can you not be a superhero anymore?" Because like the world really can't handle a black man being able to do what you can do. And so he does. And then like later his super villain, that's like more powerful than any super villain that's come across shows back up and like hands the Avengers their ass essentially. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, who's this guy? And they find out that like this Adam, I fought him before and it's still around and they go back to like bring him back into the fold. But he's a super interesting character. Like I would love to see Marvel do something. They kind of did that in the Falcon series. I mean, he didn't come back, but he found out that they, they had, there was a previous one too. Yeah. Yeah, Like, and so like, and I, I think like, it's like one of those things like he's not, it's not an old comic book, but they kind of like the world's forgotten about him. So he was the first black superhero, but he's not, Technically, the first Black Superman in Marvel, but uh, Phase Four right now ends with Thunderbolts, which I don't know anything about. Just throw this away. Neither do I. I'm not a Thunderbolts person. I know nothing. Um, but that's where Phase Five ends. Right now, Phase Six only has three movies in it, but they're giant movies. Um, the right now, Phase five, Phase Six starts with the Fantastic Four. Um, no castings or anything of that have been publicly t- told. I think we know who 
Mr. Fantastic's going to be. There's been a lot of rumors of like they just did that for fans and that he's not coming back for the actual Fantastic Four movie. So that would be kind of disheartening. Look it up, man. It's weird. Like the apparently the when they did that, they they were like, okay, fans have been asking for it. Like, let's just do it for this little thing. I think they're going to give him the wheelbarrows full of money and he's going to come back. (laughs) So hopefully, I mean, he made a good. People want him to come back. Yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. And they just super did the Illuminati dirty, too, where it's like <laughs> they literally tanked those comic books. Like the run of like the Illuminati, like the five original comic books, and then like it, it keeps going on in the X-Men. But like those comic books were worth like 60 bucks, like for those five comics. You can get for like $10 now. Like <laughs> I saw a stream sale the other day where the guy put them up for five bucks on a bid and nobody fucking bid for oh. them. They like straight murdered the value of those comic <laughs> books because they were just like – they treated something that was like fan beloved, and they were just like fucking died. Like we're just gonna kill it in three seconds because we want Wanda to like be badass. Um, after Fantastic Four, we get an event, two Avengers movies. The Kang Dynasty is the first one. Yeah. How excited are you about Kang? I don't know. I don't know much about Kang. I know just. The only thing I know is like he just like brings in the like the multiverse like shit, right. and so like I know he's super powerful, but yeah, he's not like a comic book character I've followed a ton. He's isn't he an old Spider? No, he's a Thor. He's an old Thor comic book. Yeah. I'm trying to oh, I'm trying to remember where he like, um, not where he comes from, but like where he originates, and I think he originates in Thor. Seems like a Thor bad guy or an Avengers. Maybe he's Avengers. Kang first appeared in the Avengers number eight. Yeah, I was like, he's Avengers or he's Thor. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he could be really cool. Honestly, I wasn't a big Thanos guy either. Besides, like, Infinity Gauntlet and stuff, which I totally read. Right. Um, but, like, I didn't really didn't give a shit about him because I always saw him as just, like, a punk dark side. <laughs> um, so, but they made him pretty badass. Although those movies are not in my top five. Infinity War... The first one is is amazing. It is amazing, but it's just not a top five. Yeah. What's your top five Marvel movies? I would have to look at all of them and kind of go from there, but because uh, it's mine a like huge stick out to fucking me. list. Mine like stick out pretty like vividly to me. Hmm. Uh, to to round out Phase Six right now is Avengers Secret Wars, which I know again I haven't read it, but I know is supposed to be a giant. Like comic book. I'm wondering arc. what Secret Wars they're gonna tell. If they're gonna do, jump into like Beyonder, like Secret Wars two style stuff, or if they're gonna do Secret Wars one. Because that's that's a big speculation in the comic book world right now. Um, I mean, people are buying both. Like they're both both series are going up. I don't know why the TV series were not in there, but obviously we know we're getting She-Hulk. We know we're getting a Loki season two. She-Hulk looked awesome. The preview um, for She-Hulk. We're getting Echo. Um, Which I can give two shits about. I like Echo because you're going to get Daredevil and Fisk back in it. Yeah. Um, and then Daredevil's getting an 18, which is the biggest series they've done so far <laughs> in this series. That's the funny series. part, though. Is like, we're excited about Echo because of everything that has nothing to do with Echo. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, oh, well. But, and then Daredevil's getting his own giant season. So. Yes, which I'm – I would say like I'm honestly more excited about than anything – projected right now as far as like things I can wrap my head around right 
Like, I'm super excited for Blade whenever that gets off the ground. But Morbius was dog trash, and if they go that direction, then yeah, I don't Marvel know. Marvel didn't make that movie. They just they get their little at the beginning. So still, <laughs> I mean that's a Sony disaster. It's a Marvel title. <laughs> I'm excited for Blade. I can't wait. So, but that's kind of the the roundup for the next. Like, if Wesley Snipes isn't in it, I'm telling you right now though that is a disservice. <laughs> he doesn't need to be Blade, but he needs like a cameo at least for the next three years. That's essentially what's coming out. Yeah. 2025, November 7th, right now is when Secret Wars is supposed to come out. So, that's a roundup. Uh, like I said before, this is a long episode, but uh, I enjoyed it. I, 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 I loved San Diego Comic-Con. I'm just wrapping up the Orville, which I have nothing but praise to talk about. Like, it's such it a good It is amazing. Movie. I haven't seen the last show. episode. I'm halfway through it right yeah. now. So. But every episode is great beyond that. I'm wondering if they're going to end it with Norm Macdonald being – well, I know he's dead now, like in real life. Yeah. But he's a gelatinous ooze in the show, yeah. which they could easily just get a voice actor to keep doing, but I don't know if they do that. It sounds, From what I've read, it seems like the chances of a, of a season four are pretty high. Um, because I, I, this, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, this more. season has been incredible. It's been really good. <laughs> I love the freaking – the Bordis marriage is so funny. <laughs> Sexual assault in the woods. <laughs> and Bordis, Bordis's fucking wedding speech is hilarious, too. Uh, his Elvis. We just got through uh, him doing Elvis. So. I just loved his speech at the end, like the wedding speech. <laughs> I haven't got to the wedding yet. That's the one. Oh, that's yeah. the last season. That's the last episode. That can't be the last yeah, episode. Yeah, this, this is the last episode. It's an hour and a half long. Oh, well, then if that's the last episode, then I've seen it. I thought, I thought one just came out. Uh-uh. No, that was the season finale. Okay, well then, yeah, wait till you get to this fucking speech, dude. <laughs> it's fucking golden. Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully we get to do, I think we have to reapply for San Diego Comic-Con this year. You get it in two, in two years. I still need to make the thing. You need to make a, a, a member yeah. ID so that yeah. we can include you. I just always forget, but yes, I will. Um, but you do it every other year. Once you're approved, you're approved for yeah. two years. Um, but yeah, I mean, San Diego Comic Con was a, a cool trip. It was exhausting. Uh, hopefully, we get to do it again. Yes, and I will be in uh, the Vegas if you want to come see me in the Vegas Comic Cons. Oh, the oh with AC, you're yeah, going, huh? In September, but I would like to do some interview stuff there specifically. So, so I should try and get you a press pass. I think I can. I think I can. It's at yeah. the the Amazing Con. Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, something like that. I think they, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do press badges. Yeah, because I will be there with AC, but I, I want to be, definitely be able to, like, well, I mean, regardless, I can walk around, talk to people, and do stuff, but. Uh, yeah, I'll remind me so that I can, I mean, I'll, I guess I could just look it up now, too. Uh, well, basically, I have a little bit over a month, so. Oof, I'm th- I wonder if they, yeah, for press badges. Uh, last thoughts? Uh,. Before we get you out There's of There's a lot of cool shit coming up. A lot of cool shit just came out. So we will see. But yeah, that's about it. Cool. Well, there you go. We talked about some trailers, some Marvel Phase 5 and 6 shit. Um, check it out, TOTOB.com. Uh, until next time, I've been Juan. Oh, jeez. He's sleepy. Bye, everybody. Next sleepy. Just haven't quite woken up yet. Thank you for listening 
to this episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. Make sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content. Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production. Ah!